Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, the U.S. Senate has passed a bill which could allow some part of the Alaska cruise season to survive. And Delta says all new employees must be vaccinated. Details on those stories and more next. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we share some of the warning signs that your Airbnb might not be on the up and up. After the news at 335, we invite you to be a part of the discussion as we talk about the news from the CDC on Thursday, suggesting vaccinated people no longer have to wear a mask. Summer travel season is just around the corner, and this is an important topic. How do you know who is safe to be around and who is not? If you're vaccinated, do you even care? What about eating in restaurants, visiting attractions with crowds of people? Mask? Or no mask. We welcome your suggestions and opinions. One lucky, lucky caller will win a $25 gift card from In-N-Out Burgers. Call us after 3.30 at 916-921-1530 or 800-834-1530. Thank you for coming along on the journey today. Welcome to The Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Travel Guys. This is Mark Hoffman, and joining me this afternoon for this edition of The Travel Guys is Clayton Whitehead. Welcome, Clayton. Hi, everybody, and hello, Mr. Mark. I am proud to be in today for Tom Romano, who I believe is over the river and through the woods somewhere. He's out, as we as, as we say, on assignment in Texas. He's actually down with his family in Texas, and we might hear from him later on in the program we'll just have to have to see nice to have everybody along today we are going to um make it our way through the travel news we're going to talk a little bit about airbnb and some of the things that you need to know if you are an if you're a regular airbnb user you probably already know some of these things but if you're someone who is just happening into it or maybe run into a situation that you haven't seen before uh, we will talk a little bit about that, and then in the second half of the program, we're going to take some of your calls and talk about this new relaxing of the vaccination rules, right? relaxing of the masking rules for folks who have vaccinations. Mr. Clayton, you are already vaccinated. I am vaccinated, but I tell you, I'm a downtown dweller, and um, uh, no one has acted for a long time like any of this really mattered, and especially this weekend, uh, I was out and about uh, quite a little bit yesterday, and um, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, it appears that folks are really super confident and ready to get on with things, and definitely I'm ready to get on with things as well, but uh, I'm a little bit concerned. I'll just, uh, just for me, I'm keeping my mask on for a while. Well, and I'm wondering, and that's really what we're going to talk about in the second half of the program today, and if you'd like to call in and be a part of the discussion, we're inviting you to do so. Uh, to talk about mask or no mask. And, of course, if you're going to travel, if you, whether you're traveling by yourself with a family group, 
Um, you're going somewhere there, where you're going to meet up with a larger group of people. Maybe while you're out on your travels, you're going to go to a museum or a baseball game or someplace else where there are a lot of people gathered. So all of this is going to be the societal question for the next couple of of months. And as it impacts uh, those of you in the travel world, I will get some opinions from you on how that all went is is going to go in the second half of the program today. You know, what really seems to me is it took us a long, long time to wind ourselves into this, to adopt all of these habits and protocols for our safety and 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 the and and the the well-being of all humanity, especially those that that we're sharing a day with or or a city with. And it likewise is going to take us a long time, I think, to wind out of this. And um, I think what's just really important for people to remember, and this is something we'll be saying over and over again, is that the CDA, CDC's uh, judgment on this hasn't changed all the rules that may be in place. So I think for at least the short term and possibly the long term moving forward, the smart traveler is one who really does a lot of homework and makes sure that they're ready for whatever situation they're about to go into. So uh, definitely keep that mask even in your back pocket, even if you aren't choosing to wear it today. I got to travel a couple. This is two weeks in a row I've been on the road. Yeah, but don't tell people where you went, oh, Mr. Yeah, Mark. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I can't mention where I went because I was out scouting a sports leisure mystery tour. The underwriter of this program, Sports Leisure Vacations, offers trips four or five times a year where people have no idea where they're going or only a general idea of what they might be doing. And we have one of those coming up to a spot in California that, believe it or not, in 40 years in business, we have not visited. So um, you can bet that it's not Disneyland or someplace like that. It's someplace off the beaten track. Well, I don't want to say our customers are crazy. God love them. I love every single one of you that's listening right now. But I have never understood people who would pay good money and not know where they were going. Especially during a pandemic, uh, but the, but but trust me, we are all we're going to go to fun, interesting places because that's uh, that's what we've always done on mystery tours. All right, at the top of every travel guys program, we kick it off with the travel news. And as we mentioned in the headlines, the U.S. Senate on Friday passed a bill that could allow somewhat of an Alaska cruise season now. Uh, if you follow this program, I really thought in February when the Canadians said your cruise ships can't stop here. The reason that's important is because of the thing called the Jones Act, which basically says that ships that are not built in the U.S. cannot sail to only U.S. ports. They have to sail to a foreign port somewhere in between. That rule is kind of skirted by having ships stop in Ensenada or in Victoria for a very, very short port call. Uh, the Canadians have said that ships cannot stop in Canada this year, even if it's for a call where no one's getting off of the ship. This has effectively doomed the Alaska cruise season. And uh, I really thought three months ago that the Alaska congressional folks would put some pressure on their colleagues and that we would see a decision on this much earlier. The Senate finally Friday, uh, led by Lisa Murkowski, who is a senator from Alaska, decided that uh, they would pass an exemption to the Jones Act, which would allow U.S. cruise ships to cruise to Alaska this summer. No reaction yet from the cruise lines. Also, keep in mind, the House of Representatives would have to pass this. And then the president would have to sign it. My guess is that both of those things could probably happen in fairly short order. And that by the time we are speaking to you next week, it's possible 
that there could be, we could be on our way to some type of cruise season in Alaska. Now, small ships have been able to sail there uh, or have been able to plan for sailing this summer. And ironically, this would be just about the time of the year, Clayton, when the Alaska cruise season would be getting started. My very first ever cruise was a cruise to Alaska, and it was on the love boat. And maybe it's just uh, just my 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 sappy, <laughs> sentimental memory, but I think that was the best cruise ever. Uh-huh, on the love boat. It, we were on the love boat. It was the Dawn, the Dawn Princess. Princess, yeah. yeah. And it was her last cruise before they junked her. Uh-huh. But it was still memorable. Or sold her to another cruise line who then ran her around the planet for another 20 of years. Those ships are known as buckets o' bolts. Yeah, and I still have my embroidered shirt that says Dawn Princess. I bet that's worth something. I'll, I'll bet it is. Anyways, if you are hoping to go to Alaska on a cruise ship, uh, this summer, my guess is that it might be possible, August or September. I can't imagine that the cruise lines would pass this up. Of course, the flip side is that cruise ships are still not able to sail legally from the United States, and there's still some arguments going on about that. More about that coming up in just a moment. Um, Alaska uh, Hawaiian Airlines, get my state right there, Hawaiian Airlines is now testing for COVID out at uh, Sacramento uh International, this has been going on for a little while. If you are flying on Hawaiian Airlines only, you can go out and get tested. The standard test is $90 to get the test within 24 hours. There is an express test, uh, $150 uh, to get the the, uh, results back within 12 hours. So it is possible if you're flying on Hawaiian Airlines and they still have the quarantine and the COVID testing going on. The Hawaiian governor has said that he is not going to, at least not yet, is not going to drop the mandate on masks in Hawaii. This is going to be really interesting for the next few weeks because people who couldn't wait to get rid of these masks, Clayton, are going to be dumping them as soon as they can. Many of them already have. Uh, many stores, many venues, places like that are still going to require masks. It's going to be really interesting the next couple of, of weeks, I would say. I definitely agree. Uh, like I say, it was hard to get into this, and it's going to be really hard to get out of it. It it definitely is. The Hawaiian governor says that um, just because the CDC says masks are not necessary, uh, they're going to take a look at it, and they'll let you know in a little while for right now, if you're going to Hawaii, you still need a mandatory test in order to avoid a quarantine. And as I was mentioning, you can get those tests at uh, Sacramento International, or there are now at-home tests available from CVS for as little as $20 where you can get the results within a couple of days and be able to qualify. Speaking of governors and masking, not masking, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is uh, planning his run for president in 2024, is not backing down after Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, This is a a, a one-upmanship that's been going on for a number of weeks now. Uh, DeSantis currently says that nobody has to have a vaccine in order to get on a cruise ship in Florida, which is all hypothetical right now because there are no cruise ships leaving in Florida. But if there were in six weeks, the cruise ships and the CDC are saying, well, the way this works is everybody on board gets vaccinated. The ships leave from Florida. So if you're if the governor says, no, you don't need a vaccine and the cruise line says you need a vaccine, somebody's going to have to back off a little bit there. Um, otherwise, there's not going to be cruising from the state of Florida later this summer. I want to sing the Love Boat song. <laughs> oh, the Love Boat. Uh, Delta becomes the first airline. Tom, please come home quickly. Um, Delta becomes the first airline to require vaccines for all new hires. 
Uh, that's an announcement that the airline made Friday. Current employees will not be subject to the new company rule. Although Delta was point out that quick to point out that sixty percent of its nearly seventy five thousand workers have already been vaccinated. Tickets are selling well for Broadway. Clayton, I know you're a big Broadway fan. Uh, Mid September, September twenty fourth is when the first shows will reopen. Lion King, Wicked, and Hamilton are among uh, the shows that are going to open first. Phantom of the Opera, Chicago, Come From Away. Tina, the Turner musical, are also coming back um, between late September and the end of the year. Uh, Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. Uh, and Mrs. Doubtfire, the, uh, 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 the show after the, after the uh, Robin Williams movie, uh, will be coming back. So the word is that tickets are moving fairly briskly. That's what I've heard. I've, of course, not a day goes by that I don't check the Broadway news. Also on your list, uh, we'll add Jagged Little Pill and the uh, recent Tony winner, Dear Evan Hansen, which is probably the best cry I ever paid $200 for. <laughs> this is shows coming back to Broadway in mid-September. If you are in or if you are a Broadway theater buff and you want to see shows on Broadway, mid September would be a good time. Yes, you look like like you'd like to say something. I forgot to say the Jersey Boys are coming back too. Ah, okay. Oh, what a night! Help wanted signs point to big trouble. Summer travel problems is the headline in the Washington Post. This is an article penned by our friend Christopher Elliott who says that wanted signs are all over, especially in the tourism industry. Whether or not it's that three hundred dollar a week. A supplement to unemployment that is causing the shortage or not, um, it's starting to get, we're getting awfully close to the summer, and folks who need additional staffing and things like that still have the help wanted signs out. This is liable to have some impact. I think we are in for a summer, especially with the CDC announcement this last week. Everybody is going to try to not only go someplace this summer, but make up for the summer that they didn't go someplace last year. And uh, places that don't accept reservations are going to be incredibly busy. If you're going someplace, I'm going to recommend start thinking about being the first one there in the morning or the last one there at night or finding out the day of the week or the time of the day when things are the quietest and trying to be there at that time. And make your reservations today. Yes, if it, for hotels, um, for attractions, for things where reservations can be made. The longer you wait, the less chance that there's going to be that you're going to get in at all. And here's some good news. Um, Senators Richard Markey, who is a Democrat from Massachusetts, and Richard Blumenthal, who is a Democrat from Connecticut, are both members of the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee. They have sent a letter to each of the major airlines suggesting there should be no expiration for pandemic flight credit uh, that everybody is holding. There is over $10 billion of these dollars of these credits, and what basically the senators are suggesting is that the airlines should allow these credits to be to either have a lifetime availability or do what Southwest Airlines allowed folks to do, and that is to convert the uh, dollars to miles, and so that that way they will just go into your account, and that way you would never lose them because a lot of people are going to be out uh, and I, I, I firmly believe the airlines and the cruise ship lines and all that were counting on that before they sent out all of those certificates and all of those refunds. And that is your travel news for today. We're going to take a quick break. And then coming up, Clayton and I are going to talk a little bit about in our Smarter Travel segment, a little bit about how you can avoid some of the problems that folks are reporting recently with Airbnb and why when your Airbnb host tells you, 
Well, maybe you should just tell people that you're just a friend of the family. Why it's time to run for the front door. Next on the Travel Guys. Exciting and come aboard. We're expecting you. I just love that song. Welcome back, everyone, to the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations in beautiful Sacramento, California. I'm Clayton Whitehead in today for Tom Romano, and I'm joined here by Mark Hoffman, who is going to bring us up to speed on the world of Airbnb. Yes, Luis is loose in the studio. I'm sure he went and dug that up just for you during the during the. Break. I think he dug that up because he didn't want to hear me sing again. Yes, <laughs> is that true, Luis? Yeah, accurate. Yes, absolutely. All right, so we're here to talk a little bit about Airbnb and specifically what caused me to uh, to head off on this little tangent is a note from our buddy Christopher Elliott. Um, a column entitled, If a Worried Host Asks You to Pretend Not to Be a Guest, It's Time to Go. And when you read this article, you find that what happened to this lady is she was headed to San Antonio, interestingly enough, which is where our friend Mr. Romano happens to be. Um, and 24 hours before she got there, she got an email from the host that said, uh, House Rules. And uh, part of the House Rules was that uh, because... Airbnb is heavily restricted in the area that she was in. The host said, uh, please tell your guests not to mention the words Airbnb. And if they run into anybody around the uh, around the property, just say if asked that you're just friends of the family or staying for the weekend. So, I mean, imagine, Clayton, if you, you got to an Airbnb and you're a, you're a day away from renting and now you get something from the host that says, when you get there, just be on the down low. That doesn't seem like a legitimate business to me. Uh, it doesn't. So uh, the, the, the renter of the property wasn't too crazy about the message's implications, um, but uh, she decided that it was too, too late to reverse course, and the cancellation period was over. She'd paid nearly $700 for the stay, so she packed up the car and went uh, to Texas. When they arrived, though, she found that the place wasn't very clean. Uh, there had apparently been a bachelor or a bachelorette party there the night before. She tried to um, talk to Airbnb about it, uh, ran into some brick walls, ultimately had to enlist the Elliott advocacy people who helped her get a refund. But she did some important things to protect herself, and I wanted to talk about some of those things because they aren't going to apply only if you're a person who gets someplace and, I mean, an hour, a day beforehand, suddenly the host says, well, here are some special rules. But if you get there and the place is a mess or it's not what it's supposed to be. Are you an Airbnb guy, Mr. Clayton? I will confess I have never stayed in one. I, I think the And con- why not? I th- well, I think the concept is intriguing. I don't necessarily have anything against it. But I just don't have a comfort level with it. You know, when I'm out traveling and I've had a long day and I, I don't know, I'm doing this and that, I, I, I just don't, I, I want to be sure of my pillow and my shower and my toilet at night. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take any risks there. See, I don't like to stay in other people's houses for just the reasons that you just gave. 
because I don't know what the pillow is going to be and I don't know what the shower is going to be and I don't know what the house is going to be like. And if I go to a hotel, I at least know that I'm probably going to get some peace and quiet and I'm not going to be subjected to all of those other outs. I just It's just always been my thing. My relatives are all from the Midwest. And people from the Midwest believe when you're visiting relatives, you should never stay at a hotel. I mean, because those hotels, they cost 40 or $50 a night. Bless them. And if they knew that those hotels now cost, you know, $150 a night. Okay. So how you can lower your chances of getting stuck with a terrible Airbnb. Here are some things to think about. Carefully considered uh, about shared space rentals. If you are are moving into a place for a couple weeks or a month where you already have a set roommate and the host tells you that, make sure you do your homework and know what that other person is 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 bringing to the table. Um, read all of the reviews. This is really important. Before you book an Airbnb rental, be sure to read through the reviews. If the property is new, they're not going to have very many reviews. That doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad place, but it means that you should be asking more questions before you ch- before you get committed. Make all of your payments through the Airbnb system. No matter what the host tells you about discounts or things that need to be done, always make all the payments through the system. If they can't be made through the system, then it's time to go someplace else. Document your problems with photos and emails. Keep a paper trail. Take lots and lots and lots of pictures. Remember, if you have a disagreement, it's not going to be about your opinion. It's going to be about the facts. So pictures and emails that are taken at the and sent at the time are a big help. And finally, um, if you get into a situation that you just can't get out of and you need some help, you can go to Elliot2Ls2Ts.org, and they can give you a little bit of assistance. So, uh, And you can also contact Airbnb and make a formal complaint about the host, something I recommend. Okay, so some quick tips about Airbnb. When we come back after the news at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a discussion about the whole taking the mask off. When it comes to travel, are we taking them off right away? What are you comfortable with? 916-921-1530 and 800-834-1530 will get you on the line. One of our callers will win a gift card just for participating. We would love to hear what you have to say. Mark Hoffman and Clayton Whitehead, we are the Travel Guys. We will be back and take your calls right after this break. You're listening to News Radio 93.1 and 1530 KFBK. Welcome back to The Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. I'm Clayton Whitehead, sitting in for Tom Romano today, and I'm here with Mr. Mark Hoffman, and I believe we're going to have some call-ins. We're going to take some callers. A reminder that you can find links to many of the topics that are part of today's program at TravelGuysRadio.com. There's a link to a lot of these topics that we'll talk about. Also, links to things from previous shows. Also, there you can sign up for the podcast which will get you a uh, notice in your mailbox each week. So if you miss the program, you can listen to it sans commercials so, and, and newscasts. So it will be about 45, 50 minutes um, every week in your, uh, in your mailbox. All right, so Thursday, the CDC has decided the Center for Disease Control and Prevention decided that uh, masks in certain situations were not necessary. And, boy, it didn't take very long for about five minutes for people to pick up on that and start translating it in every which way that they could possibly imagine. Everything from you'll never wear have to wear a mask again for everything to this isn't relevant to anything that we're talking about and everywhere in between. The state of California hasn't yet released any official guidance based on the CDC's guidance. 
Um, and so, Clayton, we're all just kind of we're all in a holding pattern right now. And I thought it would be good today to find out what some of folks who travel, maybe what they thought about this, how they feel if they're getting ready to travel. Are they obviously you have to wear a mask in an airport on an airplane, etc. But uh, how are they going to respond to us? If you'd like to join the conversation, you can call us at 921-1530. That's 916-921-1530 or 800-834-1530. Mr. Mark, our first two callers on the line are both named Kim. What's the pros- what is the probability of that? Yes. So we'll speak first, please, to Kim from Sacramento. Welcome to the Travel Guys. Hello. Hi, Kim. Hi. Hi. So, this whole mask thing, what do you think? Well, I've been wearing a mask since the beginning of the pandemic because I'm an essential worker and I work in an office with the county's um, most needy customers for Sacramento County. And it's essential in certain situations to wear a mask, even if you, you know, or frustrated or feel uncomfortable or it's not really something that you would prefer to do. It's really an essential thing to be mindful and conscientious and keep everyone safe, yourself included. And it's, it's hard, you know, it's been a really hard year and I just think we have to protect, be safe and protect ourselves and others. And it's, like I said, I would, you know, it's hard for me to do it, even though I've been doing it for the over a year now, but it is something that, better safe and um you know i know a lot of people are happy that they've released those new where we might not need to wear it but i'll continue to be wearing it if i travel or if i'm on if i'm at work so it's for anybody else's protection that we wear them thank you kim i think i think the keyword is there we might not need to wear it but that means we might so it's just really really prudent that everybody keep their mask in it their pocket it seems like the it seem kim doesn't it seem to you that the big question here is who's vaccinated and who's not and since we're not all wearing scarlet you know v's on our chest or in otherwise identifying ourselves and since many of the people who don't wish to get vaccinated have been fairly vocal about it um i don't see people who are not vaccinated running around saying hey stay away from me i'm not vaccinated Likewise, I don't see people running around who have been back. I mean, you know, how how do you judge that? If if you were traveling right now, what would what would make you comfortable? What would make you be willing to take off a mask? Well, I think if I'm out by the, you know, out on a nice walk somewhere where it's really open or like at the ocean or somewhere like that, where I'm on a walk with somebody that I'm with all the time or by myself, then I'm comfortable. You know, I still... I don't feel super uncomfortable in other situations, but I'm in an age group and that I'm at risk. And my mom's 87, and so she's made it through the whole pandemic so far. And, in fact, she made, like, a whole bunch of masks I still have to try to sell. But, you know, it's kind of a hobby during this to keep her since she was homebound. But it's just um, – it's kind of going to be really um, open – open draw on what's going to happen at this point. My daughter lives in another country, and in their country, they kept everything locked down the whole time and didn't have a lot of um, outbreaks. Therefore, you can't travel to that country now, and she can't travel in or out. So, But they've kept their pandemic rates down really low just by locking down. So I think because we've kept open, 
the mask are one of our precautions. And so, like I said, it's, it can be frustrating, but it's a good precautionary. It, it's a little bit of help. Kim, thank you uh, very much for your for your call. Kind of, I think, where probably a lot of people are, don't you think, Clayton? Absolutely. I'm totally with her. Um, we, I, I see all the sides of it. I see all the sides of it. But um, like like a, a week, of, I don't know, time flies. A few days ago, a few weeks ago, when they said, oh, it's okay not to wear your mask outside anymore. Well, outside is a really broad term. I grew up on a 100-acre farm. That is one kind of outside. I now live in downtown Sacramento. That's a very different kind of outside with lots and lots of people on the sidewalk. So even though I was legally outside, I felt very uncomfortable at certain times of the day, and especially on weekends when the party crowd was out walking down the sidewalk outside because of the density of people. I hate masks. I hate them. I flew home from Memphis last Sunday and wore a mask for seven and a half, eight hours. And when I got outside into the parking lot in Sacramento on my way to the car and could finally take it off, it was like, oh, unbelievable. Okay. Um, let's so go back to the phone. You said you had We have our Kim. second Kim. This Kim from Lincoln. And I think I know who you are. Do I? You do know who I am, yes. Hi, Kim. Nice hearing from you. Hey, I went into Safeway yesterday, and half the people in Safeway out in Lincoln were not wearing masks. I was so surprised by that. So, wow, it didn't take very long. It didn't um, take long out here. And what, what, any reaction from the people at Safeway or the people who are wearing masks? No, no. Everybody just, you know, went about their business, and... I'm of the opinion I'm comfortable um, not wearing a mask because I have been vaccinated. Um, but when I travel, I've always been a traveler that tends to, I'm the one that will come home with a cold or the flu. Um, and one time I got the flu over in Europe, which was a really uncomfortable um, thing to happen because when you try to go to a uh, pharmacy over there, it's totally different than going to like a CVS or something here and trying to get over-the-counter medication. So I really feel in this last year, I've done, um, I have done travel. Um, I've done trips with Sports Leisure um, within the last year. Thanks for the shout out. I've done, I think we've done three. And I have not come home sick. It's like wearing the mask. I, I haven't gotten sick at all since the pandemic started. No colds, no flus, no COVID. So for travel purposes, even when masks, you know, when people aren't wearing masks on planes, I'm a firm believer now I'm always going to be wearing a mask on a plane regardless. And if I'm on a bus with, with a group of people, um, I'm probably going to still wear my mask because I don't like getting sick. Um, when I'm traveling. Now, let me ask you, Kim, if, would that make a difference if, for example, um, Sports Leisure had a group that left this morning. Um, Chris Galloway took 25, 26 people down to uh, Southern California and Catalina Island. Every single person on the trip has been fully vaccinated. So would, uh-huh. that, change, would, would, would that change your point of view in terms of being on a coach with those people or going into a restaurant and dining with, with that group of people, would you feel more comfortable or would you still feel like you needed that precaution? I'm still very comfortable traveling, but just for my own, 
for my own protection because I don't, like I said, I don't want to come home. I don't want to be the person that comes home with the the cold or, or something. I'll probably still wear the mask, um, but it's just for me. It's not that I'm not comfortable or I'm afraid of anything. It's just I want to come home like I left, healthy. Um, and like I said, it, it has nothing to do with, with the fear of COVID. I just Kim. really feel that being on planes and buses over the last year, um, the mask has helped me, not only for COVID, but just for, you know, like I said, general general illnesses that you tend to get when you travel. Heaven forbid that nobody has uh, flu cases. The normal influenza is at like 1% or 2% of normal. You hear nobody talking to, about it. Thank you. Uh, Kim, I appreciate that. Clayton, you have kind of an update here that has just come out in the last couple hours about major retailers and the like who are or are not, how, where they're coming in on this. Right. I'm quoting the Wall Street Journal, an article that was printed yesterday. Um, within moments, literally, of the CDC announcement, Starbucks, Walmart, Costco, Trader Joe's, uh, Publix, a uh, big grocery store chain on the East Coast, no longer require masks for vaccinated customers. And CVS and Walgreens Target said they would be making a, um, a statement very, very shortly. But, you know, as Kim was saying, it really comes down to personal responsibility. And if we are committed to making the best decisions for ourselves, the, the safe decision for ourselves, the healthy decision for ourselves, we're taking care of ourselves and we're taking care of everybody else. Uh, we're talking about masks or not masks, especially in terms of travel. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. If you're waiting on, on the line, hang on. We have a line or two open at 916-921-1530 or 800-834-1530. Give us a call. Put you on uh, the on the line and see what you have to say about masks in regards to travel in view of the CDC's announcement from last week. You're listening to The Travel Guide. So welcome back to the Travel Guys, hearing the home stretch here. Why the CDC changed its advice on masks. Two scientific findings altered the calculus. Vaccinated people rarely transmit the virus, and the shots are effective against variants. We're the Travel Guys, Mark Hoffman and Clayton Whitehead in for Tom Romano. Today we're taking your calls and talking about masks or no masks specifically as they relate to travel, if you have travel planned for this summer or for the next, even for the next few weeks, perhaps for Memorial Day, are you going to be more or less comfortable? What are you going to do about the mask thing? How do you feel that it affects you? Clayton, who do we have uh, on the phone there for us? We have Lou from Rockland holding. Sir, thank you so much for your patience. Welcome to the Travel Guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm a seasoned traveler, uh, you know, former special operations, been in and out of countries. When you deploy, you usually take a really high-powered, uh, like, doxycycline or something that'll kill virus, you know, or not viruses, but bacterial infections. Uh-huh. But we're dealing with virus, and viruses can't be killed. We're never going to get rid of it. I have a pretty, you know, uh, mixed feeling about this. My personal story is my dad died of COVID in Ecuador in January, and my family actually had COVID in North America here in California uh, during the same exact time. And we felt achy bodies, achy symptoms, you know, a little nausea. My father actually passed away, and he was a really healthy guy. He's the type of guy that drank one glass of wine at dinner at night, no smoking, no drinking. Um, I do believe in masks, 
I I understand the science behind it, but I do understand that it is a little experiment in control. So we just all have to be aware. Honestly, the last Kim that called, the one right before, was really on point. She said when she travels, she wears her mask. You know, when she's in confined spaces, she wears her mask. And that's going to be a way to, you know, reduce exposure. I, I was in the, the the COVID epicenter of Ecuador in the state of Guayas, you know, the city Guayaquil. And their public hospital was completely infested by COVID. Um, it was all over my skin, all over my belongings, but I still wore a mask. You know, I washed my hands. But... but I'm also a person that's been exposed to COVID. I've had it already. My father died. I understand it from a scientific you know, point of view. Um, so everybody's different. You have to understand that we don't want to drum it up into a big fear fest. Uh, we really just want to look at it as a, a scientific way. And I'm here, you man. I hate wearing that thing, man. When I, I feel like freedom, when I come out of a building and I take that mask off and I breathe air, I say, America. You know what I mean? Um, and, and when I'm in the supermarket, I'll, you know, now that I'm back, I have to quarantine for two weeks. So it's an obligation. If I go into a supermarket or anywhere, I need to either have a delivery or be wearing a mask in the supermarket. So but let me ask you, know? let me, so let me ask you, if you, if you were traveling domestically, if you were just going at this point, you, you, you clear your quarantine and with what you know, and, and the international travel that you've done, you are going to visit your grandparents on the other side of the country and you have to obviously you have to wear a, a, a mask on an airplane and the like are you going to wear a mask when you're not required to or not at this point uh at, at this point so i've been around long enough to know that asia has been and i say asia because it encompasses a whole group of nations they've been you know used to the idea of masks for a long time because diseases spread more rapidly because of the density of population so now in my older age, I will be like, yeah, you know, when I'm in the airplane, I'm going to put a mask on. If I need to take a breather, I'm going to take an excuse to have a breather and take this mask off. I was in some planes where I had my mask off half the time because I was eating and the stewardess never bothered me. I was on one plane where there was one stewardess that was so aggressive, she threatened to take our information down and uh, and report us Um based on the fact that we were, me and my brother were traveling and we were literally uh, sharing a drink of, you know, a bottle of water, but she constantly kept seeing us with our masks down because we were drinking our water. Well, and, 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 and how would you like to be, thank you, Lou, for the, for the call. How, the thing that I feel for is the folks, all the folks who are on the front line who are trying to police this and, and getting pushback from people. And if for nothing else, if, if they could get some, some guidelines that they could follow. Of course, now, if you're going into an airport, remember, you're going to wear a mask until September the 11th unless somebody tells you otherwise. And if you're on an airplane, you're in a train station, you're on any kind of public transportation, you are going to have to wear a mask or you're, I mean, you're subject to arrest and you could be fined if you decide not to do that. So please, if you're going to fly, um, this is not a place to make a political statement in an airplane, 35,000 feet up in, this, up in the air, especially with the rest of us on board. It's not the safest place. And the, the, the people that you're – I was talking with a couple of flight attendants, Clayton, in Memphis last week. And um, before we were getting – actually, they were the flight crew that was getting ready to get on my plane. 
And so I took advantage of the opportunity just to ask them about masks and policing it and stuff like that. And as soon as we got to that subject immediately, I got from them a, a huge sigh two, from two of the three of them. And just, you know, we'll be, we'll be so happy when this is over because we are so done with, um, with having to police this all the time. I know, and that is that's definitely the hard part. Um, I have escorted to some of our day trips over the last uh, couple of months, and you know, you, you don't want to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. but what you're doing is for everybody's is for everybody's sake. It's for everyone's safety, and it's also simply enforcing the rules that we told everyone in advance we're going to be the rules. So, really, I, I haven't had anybody suggest to me that wearing the mask or doing this or doing that was bad. It's just you forget. You know, you just forget for a moment. Well, how many times have you got, gotten out of the car to walk into the grocery store and you get halfway to the store and it's like, oh, damn, the mask. And you've got to turn around and go back to the car. Can you say that on radio? Can you what say, oh, damn? <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> you can say you could probably say things a lot, a lot worse than that. So if you're a tour director and you're out with a group of people and you're going someplace and a mask is required and one of your people says i'm not wearing a mask they're going into an attraction or something like that someone in the attraction comes up and says hey you're not wearing a mask it's time for you to go well i think they they can argue first amendment right or whatever but if the sign on the door says you have to have a mask to come in you have to have a mask to come in and and i'm the author of our safety and health protocols and I've added to them a number of times. In fact, I'll be doing it again this afternoon uh, as, as the situation has changed. But one of the lines in it is, these are our minimum standards. Places, destinations, locations we might be visiting, they may have different standards. And if so, that's what we have to go with. You know, So they might be above and beyond what we are requiring. But if, if you're willing to travel, then you have to be willing to really roll with it and be flexible and and just do it for the, the greater good. And there you're back to the word we talked about last week. The gentleman from Talk Tours talked about it. It's the F word. It's be flexible. You have to be flexible if you're going to travel right now. And so that when it comes to the mask thing, you've got to not have any predetermined things. Take the mask with you when you when it when it's required or you think it's appropriate, wear it. When it's not, why then that would be your own personal decision. Thank you all for for coming along with us today on this part of the journey. Tom will be back next week. I want to remind you that you can find links to things we talk about on the program at TravelGuysRadio.com. And uh, we will be back here next week at 3 o'clock. I don't even know what we're going to talk about next week. Well, maybe I can come back on and sing some more selections. I see. Some some more things from the love boat, you think? Uh, or Broadway or, you know, you name it. Maybe uh, famous movie reels. Thank you for filling in for uh, Tom today, Clayton. Any last word? It was a pleasure. Yep. I hope Tom goes to Texas often. Ah, uh, see. Dance like nobody's watching. We are the Travel Guys. We'll see you back here next week at 3 o'clock. Travel safely. The travel.